three, two, one. It's a me, Mario. Uh, that was Chris Pratt. Oh, that's who it was. Oh, <laughs> okay, I get yeah. it. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not like even an exaggeration. No, like, that's exactly like how he. <laughs> uh, this is Sardonicast. I'm Adam from your movie sex. It's a me, Ralph the movie maker. It's a me, IHE. <laughs> yeah, it's been delivered. Yeah, that was a better Mario impression than. <laughs> we finally got it. If you're doing the hand movement, then you got the Italian down. But well, you got to do the yeah. hand movement. Yeah. I think I saw like the French t- like trailer mm-hmm. somewhere on, yeah, on like, yeah. Twitter or something, and like the 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 French guy voices Mario in that trailer like sounds more like Mario. Than yeah, <laughs> yeah, that one sounds Chris pretty Brad's good. Like- it's weird. The same thing happened with the Lion King 2019, where um, the guy who's who played Mufasa in the Japanese version was the same actor as the uh, original 1994 Japanese dub. Um, but he still sounded like really good. <laughs> he still sounded like he had yeah, like yeah. a deep voice and wasn't like geriatric, and, yeah, like, <laughs> disintegrating. <laughs> no offense to James Earl Jones, but uh, you know, <laughs> the casting is true, though, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, or like uh, Bob Hoskins in the original Mario, you know, he's not Italian, they like never get Italian guys to like play Mario for sure. some reason. It's you know, uh, that was a funny clip of him talking about. Like, because he didn't really know Mario was. He's like, I'm playing a video game character. I used to play King Lear. It's like, you know, you can find it online. It's pretty funny. Um, Have you seen the clips of Chris Pratt talking about, like, his affinity for Mario? And he, like, keeps freezing. He's, like, trying to think of the word, like, Cooper. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I played the original (laughs) Mario game, and I I kept stomping on Koopas. And then someone took that and edited (laughs) that game. And it's like, oh, wait, you can't. Because you die, and so it was just like a death compilation. I don't know if he was. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but the way he said it was like stopping on, and then he paused, and he's goombas. <laughs> so like, <laughs> mm-hmm. like oh, he sounds like he's about to say like a slur or something. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> All kinds of weird tweets about this film. Um, it's Chris Pratt. Just it's basically just a Chris Pratt voice. He he said it would be like unlike anything we've ever heard. And it was just a Chris Pratt voice. You know, maybe he tried something in the studio and they were, they were just like, nah, dude, that's not working. Just like, be yourself. Like, just be Chris Pratt. And that's probably what they went with. Yeah, be yourself, Chris. Yeah, just yeah I was kind of surprised because, of course, it's Illumination. I've had my longstanding beef with the, <laughs> their output. Um, oh, it is them. Yeah, I guess I was oh, expecting man. it to look worse. Uh, I, I guess visually for their usual standard is actually much better um, than what they normally do. But that's with the caveat that it is illumination we're talking about. Um, they've never really been all that visually interesting. In fact, they're mm-hmm. obviously kind of, they kind of skimp the, well, they, they ride the line in terms of trying to do budget animation or that have classically been their forte. But here, this like, obviously that Nintendo, uh, <laughs> Uh, devil on their shoulder will make sure it's to a different standard than, you know, like Secret Life of Pets or some throwaway shit like that. But yeah, yeah, it's, maybe. Yeah, it's it's obviously like for kids. Um, mm-hmm. It's not like laugh out loud funny or anything, and like the voices. That's the big thing. That was the drama from the beginning. Like who's <laughs> you got Seth Rogen in there? 
You got yeah. Charlie Day, this random cast. Big and cast. Jack Black. Yeah. Jack Black as Bowser seems to what people seem to be enjoying. It seems okay yeah. to me. Yeah. I, I wasn't even thinking that it was him when I first watched it. I, I would prefer if they didn't the say it was him. Because it would have I think it would have sounded better to me mm. if I didn't know it was him. Because now I just have this image in my head of like Jack Black doing that voice. And mm -hmm. on its own, it's not like the worst. Like if, you know, I would prefer to have something a bit more sort of like, I guess, deep and like monstrous sounding instead of like a guy. But, you know, it's yeah. it's it's definitely not the worst voice performance in the trailer. That's for sure. I'm just I'm just yeah. absolutely baffled. By the fact that, A, they would cast Chris Pratt. And, yeah, I get the... <laughs> I understand the cynical reason why. It's because they f fed mm -hmm. the information through a series of tubes and his name came up being like, this is a popular actor you should cast in the lead role of your animated film, which is what the Garfield movie also did. Um, <laughs> so I understand why they cast yeah, him. Yeah. But in terms of, like, art, in terms of, like, actually being able to get the voice, like... Did, did you see the video that Chris Pratt posted on, I don't know, Instagram, Twitter or something where he was like, it's a me, Mario. And then he said, haha, just kidding. We're actually putting a lot of work into this voice and we found something that really works. I won't just be doing my Chris <laughs> Pratt voice. He said that and then the trailer comes out and it's he's literally just doing Chris Pratt voice. And it's like, what the <laughs> fuck? Were you a liar or did you think that this was different? Like your acting is not that <laughs> like, it's not that great. He doesn't have that I'll much give him range. some credit. Yeah, I'll give him some credit. It was only one line in the trailer, so maybe there is some like hidden amazing performance in there that we're not seeing. Yet. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Uh, there's no way to know. Um, yeah. Um, on the note of Jack, or do we have anything more to say about the Mario trailer? I mean, I, I'll let you guys talk. But <laughs> it's not like it's very quick. I was interested by. Um... I saw on the like the IMDb listing there's like a plot summary now which which just says a plumber named Mario travels through an underground labyrinth with his brother Luigi trying to save a captured princess. I really didn't think they were going to just do that. Like what is the story? <laughs> Fish out of what like a guy is taken from the real world and put in the Mario world cuz he's like Probably. what is this place? He's not been there before. Yeah, actually that's this is upsetting me now that you're saying this. It's just he's gonna he's gonna be like live action Chris Pratt like falls down a fucking yeah. sewer pipe. Oh god. Yeah, well, where'd you take it? Wait, you just saved the princess. Just do the Lego movie story again. Yeah. Like every movie does, like Free Guy does. Yeah. Do yeah. Well, it was written by the guy who did the Lego movie too. So Oh. I was like well, perking up it. for a second when you said Lego movie and then you said two. <laughs> I'm like, oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um I don't know. I think it'll be great. Illumination. I mean, where could that go wrong? <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, great another stuff. one. People are saying yeah. that it's much better animation than your typical Illumination film. I've never watched through mm -hmm. an entire Illumination film. I've only seen trailer footage, which is not like, you know, it's never like a finished version of animation. So, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, no, this one definitely looks better. Like, they've always had this, like, ugly, cheap-looking kind of motion blur on a lot of their movies before. You can tell oh, just yeah. from this trailer that there's just way more uh, affection put into the actual animation. But that's to be expected with the the property. Yeah, sure. 
Yeah, people are uh, people are being like really weird and defensive about this movie. In the same way that I was caught off guard with uh, people's defensive Detective Pikachu, like me not liking mm-hmm. the movie was attacking their identity. The same thing is happening <laughs> here with the uh, the Mario trailer, <laughs> not not even the movie, <laughs> the trailer. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those properties, isn't it? That just has like really passionate. That's like fans. every movie now, yeah. right? It's like that's the same way with House of the Dragon, and it's like everything, everything that people so animately defend it for some reason. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like an identity thing. I think Nintendo just falls under that umbrella, like Pokemon does, where it's like, well, this is something I did in my childhood. So if you're criticizing anything mm-hmm. about it, then you're criticizing my childhood, and I liked my childhood. Um, yeah, Sonic as well. Yeah, it is very very strange. Um, I commented on uh, one of the one of the shots in the trailer, saying it looked over animated, and then this huge, gigantic, like thousand quote tweet, like Twitter storm <laughs> happened, of like people being mm-hmm. like, "Adam doesn't understand the twelve principles of animation," which is like so irrelevant to anything I was saying. They're like, "What you just <laughs> made? You just made a video about how the Lion King." Uh, 2019 was under animated. Therefore, you don't like facial expressions now. You don't. Un- you don't like when characters are expressing themselves. It's like it's pretty. It's pretty clear what I was saying in the original video. Like, there's like five different poses within three seconds. Like that's what I mean by over animated. There's literally nothing within mm-hmm. the principles of animation that says you have to have way more poses per second than you know feels natural. There's like literally. No- it's so crazy that people use these buzzwords to try and pretend as though there's some sort of like objective measurement or like i don't know either they don't understand what i was saying or they're not trying to understand what i I was saying or they're just like really bad faith and i've abused them in some way by uh not enjoying a property uh previous in my life or something like oh no i didn't like a quiet place so this person's just i don't Mm. know these people have some sort of bone to pick with me i guess that's just illumination at this point, isn't it? It's Is it? Over animated everything. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, even sorry. Minions was that way. It's like everyone making silly poses and you know dumb faces. Yeah, it's like oh god, this is so you know because it's they're like oh it's made for kids. Well, I, I, it's not impossible know. to understand what I'm saying. What what I say over animated. Like these people, these people make me think I'm yeah. crazy. It's so weird. it's like the logic of oh it's made for kids with like short attention spans so the characters have to constantly be like like you know like yeah and it was only one shot that i was complaining about if you Mm -hmm. watch a pixar movie it's not really like that yeah they don't really you know it's very it's more subtle yeah yeah i appreciate subtlety which is not i don't think that i'm going to the right movie (laughs) that's never been the the like skill is it but it's a kids movie absolutely not yeah. So you're supposed to be a kid. Movie too. Go back to being a kid yeah. and enjoy the movie. <laughs> yeah. Right. They're like, yeah, I hate that excuse. Like, oh, yeah. it's made for kids. It's like, yeah. That's not an excuse not to try. <laughs> We're like, It's a review made by an adult. It's a reaction to a trailer. Like, <laughs> you can just say that to anything. It's <laughs> The movie is made by adults. Yeah. I mean, you could always just say that. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's yeah, made by, by adults. adults. We're, we're yeah. fucking like advanced monkeys, like circling the fucking universe on a giant ball of dirt and water. Like, okay, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> All right. I, I can also state some facts. Like, <laughs> it's irrelevant. Um, okay. 
No, there was something about that shot. I'm, I'm there with you. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. I for, for a character that's that big and hulking, what you're saying about the weight, that, that's yeah. the main thing that gets me. Like it's, it's so just, bouncy. He's a, he's a big hulking character. It's, yeah. Maybe it works better in the whole scene when you like yeah. see how he's normally animated or something. But just from that snippet, I, yeah, it is a well, lot of poses very quickly. It's, it's like I can see the... Um, Oh, what is it called? Like the animatic or like this, uh, the storyboard where they have the keyframes and mm-hmm. they show what pose they want to start the scene on, what pose they want to have like in the middle and what pose they want to have the end. And it's like they didn't properly time it out. So the end of the shot is him like rah ha ha, like looking up with his like hands up in the air. But it's like there's there's so little time between each of these poses, like each of these like keyframes that it's just it's he moves so weirdly fast. It, it's it's like on the beat of some of his words, like each syllable has like a different pose and it's so dramatically different. Like, forgive me if I don't have like an animator's vocabulary to describe exactly what's wrong with this scene. Forgive me. Like, <laughs> oh no, I'm going to flog myself. But y- to act as if I'm crazy for saying that it looks weird <laughs> and off is like, you're just, you're just, you're just an idiot. You're, you're an asshole. You're, it, it's okay if you disagree with me. It's okay if you think otherwise, but to like pretend as if like, oh, you're, there's no way that you're saying anything that makes sense here. And you're, uh, you're a, what, what are people saying? You're, you've ruined film criticism or something like it's a fucking <laughs> Wait, Mario really movie trailer, dude. That? Oh yeah. Yeah. Always look at the quote reaction, tweets. Dude. Yeah. There's every single time I get any sort of attention on Twitter. Like if I make a funny tweet and then people are retweeting it cause it's a good joke. There's some people that'll just get mad that I'm like on their timeline <laughs> and they'll be like, did you hear this thing that Adam said five years ago or 10 years ago? And like, it's mm-hmm. just, Okay. All right, I just blocked now. And yeah, I understand the irony of like me talking about this in a on a podcast and, you know, in a response video. But in terms of my uh my interaction on Twitter at least, I just block and move on. So I'm still a person, yeah, I'm can't still a be human being. At the, quote, the quote tweets. That's, oh, a, but, that's a dangerous zone. <laughs> yeah, I know cuz it's like it, it, in terms of uh how it's made, in terms of how it's designed. It's like it the whole point is dunking on people for a quote tweet. Like mm-hmm. you're not just responding to someone. Yeah. You're not like, oh, I have something that I'd like to say in response to this. You're saying, I want to show all of my followers how stupid this person is. And I'm better because I'm showing them that they're stupid and I'm not the stupid one. Like that's literally how it's designed. <laughs> it, it, I, I don't think I've, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't really use Twitter that way. I'm, I'm going to quote tweet you right now. Oh, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, be really vicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not a good quote tweet. Yeah, just watch out because yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Twitter doesn't understand satire when they uh, suspend your account. It's hard yeah. to yeah, it's hard to see satire when just like without a tone of voice, mm-hmm. it's just text. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the record, I haven't seen this full trailer. I'm just I'm just commenting. I I have had that criticism with Illumination before mm-hmm. and with kids films in general. That they are kind of over-animated. Yeah. Um, do you it's have anything not, more to say about it's Mario? It's not an insane or... <laughs> thing to say. People were saying it literally no, didn't no, exist. sure. Like, hundreds of quote tweets saying 
that it doesn't exist. It's insane. Yeah, movies are movies are very subjective. What can you say? Oh, but these people, but these people know the twelve principles of animation, so they know what objectively a movie should be. Ralph, <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck they're talking about. Twelve principles. Oh, that means they're better than you because you don't know that. Actually, <laughs> I've never even fucking heard of that. Yeah, it's a, it's like it's like us trying to be like you don't know rules rule of thirds. Like, as if that means anything to, to like, whether or not someone enjoyed a trailer. Or, like, whether yeah. or not someone likes how a shot is framed. It's like, that's objective or something. I don't know. These people are nuts. Anyway, yeah. um, speaking of uh, questionable animation, uh, we also the new Pinocchio film. But, well, I should clarify, the Disney Plus exclusive uh, 2022 Pinocchio film, not the Guillermo del Toro one coming out later this year, not the redub right. of uh, Pinocchio, A True Story that came out this year, uh, yeah, not the Russian yes. one. Yeah, <laughs> that not was the video game shitty. that's coming out. Not the Pinocchio, Pinocchio Souls thing. game. No. Oh yeah, yeah. Which I will totally not be the playing. Roberto Benini one. Oh, not but there's two either. Roberto Benini ones. There, yeah, not the two ben- <laughs> Roberto Benini ones. Yeah. <laughs> there's two. Wait, yeah. what? Yeah, there are two. Yeah. What do you mean? Well, so Roberto yeah, Benini uh, starred, wrote, and directed a Pinocchio film in what '96 or something? No. It was in the 90s. No, it was 2002. Sorry. Got it. 2002. And it's one of the weirdest, most embarrassing things ever. Uh, And he's essentially just playing a little boy by himself. And it's clearly his passion project. Alex, I think you would love it because it's one of those like gigantic messes. Um, oh, okay. where it's just like yeah, this does sound huge passion involved <laughs> I, in something. And you kid. have to wonder like, yeah. why did you make this? And then uh, later in 2019... Matteo Garone, which is a, who's an Italian director that I really like, uh, made the Pinocchio that got nominated for two Oscars. I think it was like effects and makeup. Um, and that one was really good. And he wound up casting Roberto Benini as Geppetto. Uh, yeah, he's because, Geppetto in that one. Yeah, right? it's just yeah. like a little like, hey, buddy, uh, you tried your best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like a little homage to the yeah. other one. Yeah, because he's a big yeah. Pinocchio fan. And I understand why. It was why, funny though. seeing him play Pinocchio. It was like, you know, because he's a full-grown man playing like, like oh, it's a insane. boy. And he's running it's around yelling, weird. and he's so hyperactive, and I looked yeah. it up. He was like fucking 50 <laughs> when they filmed that. He's like, oh, yeah. my Yeah, he's yelling like, Italian. the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, it's insane. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Please watch it. saw that one as a... Saw that one as a child. I was probably like five years. Did you old watch the um, like original Italian language one? Yeah, I think I did. Okay. I think that's what they released. Alex, in if you theaters. have trouble finding that, let me know. Because yeah, I have a hard uh, time. Yeah. Okay, cool. Because uh, I have a hard yeah. time remembering. You know, it, it is was very a long time ago. Um. So so I would say this new one is slightly better than Pinocchio: A True Story, but that isn't really saying much. It's not. <laughs> I was talking about this actually with a friend of mine, and he's like, "Do you remember the scene when like Pinocchio is walking down the street and he looks at a like a pile of horse shit on the street?" <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. But, like, what was the yeah. point of that? What what the fuck was I that? Like, what was the point of that at all? What's the point of this movie? There man? was poop in the Lion King 2019. Also, remember the dung that they changed the scene <laughs> so that it went into poop. I'd even sit through that whole movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> This I at least sat through, so maybe it's better than Lion King. But you know, it was a it, this movie was a a mess, just as much as the Roberto Benigni one. I mean, it was a mess. Yeah, it's a total I um, mess. I am in like a very weird frame of mind about Pinocchio, because if you asked me like 
mm-hmm. I don't know, a year ago, I would just think of Pinocchio as like, oh yeah, one of these classic stories from Disney. Like it's probably like got some good source material or something. I guess a few years ago because I watched the uh, Matteo Garoni one recently. But anyway, now I I I did these watch alongs for like six different Pinocchio movies for no good reason other than I felt like <laughs> I was like, well, I want to have more context for the Disney one and the you know like I want to see what these other ones are like. I like I was so curious, especially about the Roberto Benigni one. Um, and now my brain is ruined, and I've seen three different Pinocchio films that are all, like, genuine one out of tens from me, which is not... <laughs> I don't think that's happened with any other franchise. <laughs> like, like, If you want to call it a franchise, I mean, it's just like... A with any other property, been with any retold. other story. Yeah, you know? sure. Yeah. Now I'm thinking maybe the story's just bad. Yeah. No, I don't know. <laughs> no, Do you think this would affect, like, your, it's like your perspective on... Stories. Right. I don't think, do you it's think like it would pr- affect your perspective on like the really? Guillermo one coming out. How much do you know about the original source material, Alex? Of Pinocchio? Yeah. Um, I assume it's like a book, right? I think it was several books, but uh, there's there's two adaptations that I've seen now which are supposedly very accurate to the source material. Uh and that would be both Benini films. Um they get like really weird and dark, and the plot is very bizarre and kind of all over the place and i will say like there's there's tiny things to take from it that are like okay i can understand why this transcended time you know like the the growing nose when you lie sort of thing it's almost like a lesson to teach kids or something you know the fucking the whale like there's a lot of iconic imagery and ideas from pinocchio but like as an as a complete story it kind of it kind of makes sense that it was in several different books because it's like the structure is just all over the place. Like I rewatched the original nineteen yeah. forties uh, uh, one as well, and it's like wow, great animation, but like wow, that like they don't even leave the room until like thirty minutes through the movie. It's really weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah, even really longer in this one. Yeah, yeah. Oh god, all the clocks that were just references to other Disney things. Fuck, oh so yeah. Mad. I was going to yeah. talk about that. The fucking Roger rabbit. Toy story clock and like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm like, wasn't this supposed to be like a period movie or maybe it wasn't, but Geppetto predicted Disney. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. Right. He created all the iconic characters. He is Walt yeah. Disney. They just thought like, who cares? Who gives a shit about like making this make sense? It's just a, I can't believe this is Robert Zemeckis either. I mean, that's that's nuts. He needs to be stopped. It's too. It's too much. Right. They just get like a big director, like Tim Burton with that Dumbo one. They always just get like a big name just to put the name on the on the yeah. IMDb, and it's then that's very it. Like they, you don't actually see them. You don't see their style or like their art, like at all, really. Yeah. In these films, it, or it's very subtle. I mean, the movie didn't look awful like entirely but well because he used to do this other entirely different style of animation with like beowulf and christmas carol and polar express like he Mm. he had three movies in a row basically where he was like okay this is the future this is the style of uh animation directing that i'm going to do and so for him to return to i mean they're calling it live action but it's essentially like mostly animated for him to return to animation in this way and it looks so much worse than shit he was doing 15 years ago <laughs> yeah like, i didn't even like those really we're in the yeah. 80s 
This is Roger Rabbit, man. Like, yeah, Roger so Rabbit is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, Roger yeah. Rabbit. There's such like a technical forget, right. like prowess yeah. to that movie. Yeah. Whereas here, it's like a, an embarrassment. Like every right. I, every I scene is just like a, an exaggerated like excuse to do some kind of like amusement park ride. It's so like exhausting. Right. All over I don't the place even like annoying. those Zemeckis Beowulf or whatever. I don't like those either. No, they're, they're not great. Shit. Yeah, but the Uncanny Valley. We weren't quite there yet. This still um, looks like this is this is worse. Yeah, this is worse. <laughs> Some, yeah, like, it is. except the fox, which I guess was handled by like a different animation team, or like maybe it was like reused assets from another movie that they canceled but had a higher budget or something like <laughs> yeah. it's so weird yeah. it looks like a much better model you thought the fox looked good because yeah, every animal <laughs> every animal in the movie is like a different art style it's so strange and there the are a fox bunch. is one of the worst things uh, I, I disagree thought. i thought that looked like shit it's a more detailed <laughs> character terrible. model and whoever was like rigging it whoever was animating it was like much more uh talented than the other whoever was animating like pinocchio and shit i thought the movements were like much more natural yeah so many of those like screenshots that came out of like people criticizing the movie those were from like you know usually of the fox or like mm -hmm. shots of the fox in the trailer he felt out like, of yeah, place the in terms of like what the other characters looked like i'll give you that mm -hmm. but on its own <laughs> removed from the film i thought the animation on the fox was good jiminy cricket looked like absolutely terrifying and also, what the fuck? It was really fucking uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt voicing it. <laughs> yeah, really weird <laughs> like, casting, eh? And he sucked. Yeah. That was like maybe the worst mm -hmm. voice acting I've ever heard. Like, <laughs> I don't know if I've heard worse <laughs> voice acting. <laughs> Man, yeah, it was pretty bad. Like, do you think it was always the plan to put this on Disney Plus? Like, we just mentioned like the the maybe Timber not. and Dumbo, like that 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 went to theaters didn't it like why why does this one not surely maybe that was like the plan but they had to change it when they saw like how it was coming together it's yeah like so fucking they must bad. Have it's it. weird because it fe it feels like while watching the movie they ran out of money like the <laughs> yeah the the water uh like the particle effects and like the the water simulation at the end like with the whale like, from the beginning of the scene to the end of the scene, it looks like... <laughs> it somehow looks worse. It feels like there's a point in the movie, like, right. close to the end, where they're like, ah, fuck it, like... But but the team hadn't finished, like, doing all the polishing touches to the animation. They're like, well, mm -hmm. fuck it. We're just... It's Disney+, Plus, whatever. <laughs> That's how it felt from the beginning. It, it just didn't seem like anyone cared. It wasn't like them running out of money. It just didn't seem like they cared about the film at all like i thought the only one who was trying was tom hanks i like that whole segment but again that goes on too long man the pacing for this film is fucking terrible like it's been like mm -hmm. 30 minutes in his house and then like the rest of the story is so rushed through in like an hour yeah it's been like only a few minutes in the whale it feels like and it's like, that's like the low point like it's supposed to be and man they they really fumbled the ending too but I oh guess the ending sucked. To that. Oh, oh yeah <laughs> what was that like they we're gonna keep it ambiguous like why they're trying <laughs> to make a sequel to this shit yeah like we don't know if he became a real boy or not and you know just according levitt says that it's like why are they keeping it vague like what the fuck's the point like it's because see it's 2022 boy, that's the best part. and you should love for yourself for who you are and not transition <laughs> i don't know what disney's trying to say actually <laughs> yeah it, it's not trying to say anything you know i think it is a good story 
It's just, it's hard to, you know, it's hard to tell. Like, you need to tell it right. It's like anything. Like, the 40s one told it right in certain adaptations of it. But, you know, you need to, it needs to be told correctly. This is not how you tell it. You don't throw in Chris Pine jokes and, like, oh, yeah. modernize Ooh, yeah. it. Pine yeah, Okio. That, that Pine, my name I didn't is laugh Pine once. Oh, I'm Han Solo. I bought a ticket, but I'm on only by myself. I guess that you're going solo. That's where my name comes from. Fuck you, Disney. I <laughs> yeah. hate this shit. Over-explaining everything. Like, oh, yeah. Everybody was dying to have that plot hole filled of why he's called Pinocchio. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. So it's silly. Like the Han Solo thing. They're all written that way, though, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Every single one of these, like bloated remakes like adding songs into aladdin where they didn't need to be and they always they had like mm-hmm. half an hour worth of just like shit like why does it need to be there what do you need to it's Literally such a simple shit. story yeah that's Literally what makes it good is the shit. simplicity you know mm-hmm. like these old classics they are simple stories but like right i don't know like what is even the creative like vision the spark it's just it's just yeah robert zemeckis you make uh spin the roulette wheel pinocchio now <laughs> that's the next one and it's like yeah I mean we're still getting trailers for ones that are coming with like the little mermaid like it's just not not stopping and maybe this is the one that marks people actually getting more sick of it yeah that's exactly so, how it feels what I'm like I'm gonna get into like conspiracy mode here because like the, there are all these different modern remake uh, Disney films they have different directors and they have different credited writers as well but there's clearly, uh, forgive my pun, there's clearly someone pulling the strings, <laughs> you know, orchestrating <laughs> exactly what these should be. I don't know if it's like someone higher up or someone maybe? like ghostwriting all of them or like maybe there's just like a checklist. But it would be such a weird checklist because like every single one of these is so consistent in terms of like what they get wrong and how annoying they are. So the over-explaining... Mm-hmm of every single like detail like oh yeah p- things that they thought they were addressing but were never like plot holes and nobody actually cared about them like the name pinocchio han solo <laughs> cruella did the exact same mm-hmm. thing um mm-hmm. just like uh, the lion king just like every single other one of these disney remakes they make things way too morally obvious so like any nuance that um was in the original films like the pleasure island scene with the donkeys they're like okay we're gonna have the kids obviously bad and they're gonna say they're gonna say we enjoy being bad kids essentially but in the original it was like no they were just like having fun and like being kind of rebellious they weren't they weren't actively consciously being like hey hey, we're being bad they were just like oh we're having fun eating candy it was like you know some sort of moral lesson against like oh this might feel good to you at the time and you might not think that there's something wrong with it but maybe there is something wrong Mm -hmm. like that's that's a more complex or more nuanced moral lesson but they make it just so painfully obvious they can't leave any shred of (laughs) like of grayness to an issue it's just got to be black and white like it's bad. It's bad, and we're gonna make sure you all know it's bad. It's the exact same thing they did with the yeah, like fucking Hakuna Matata in the the Disney remake. They're like, well, actually, uh, it's it's bad to do this. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. A film from the '40s has more nuance than a movie made. They strip it away. This year. It's a part but of yeah. the checklist mm-hmm. somehow. Yeah. I don't know why. Right. They like strip away the personality of it all, and yeah, it's just very sad to watch. It's you know it's so dumb. sad it's, yeah. it's, it's the visual thing that really gets me mm-hmm. it's, it's like, a mess visually like, too yeah like the they had it sorted in the 40s you know uh-huh. like that was the that was what they were flexing and they were proud to show off their animation that was like the whole point 
mm-hmm. of what they built the brand on. The animation so the was shit great. Out, yeah, yeah. But then the like the the animation is a focal point of the Robert Zemeckis one. It's just like the most grotesque, unfinished, rushed, mm-hmm. all over the place like implementation of it. Like I don't know what or what like what what the fuck they were thinking. Honestly, it, it's embarrassing. Yeah, it really is. If there's one shot that should be compared from both of these films in terms of animation, it's um, when Pinocchio looks through the fishbowl in the first act of the film while he's still at Geppetto's house and they're, you know, before doing the dancing mm-hmm. or whatever. In the original film, like the hand-drawn animation, like each one of those frames, how the, the character's face gets like morphed as if it were like a funhouse mirror sort of thing. It's like, it's genuinely incredible that, you know... Th- that that was able to come out of like someone drawing, even if they use like references yeah. or however they did it, it's like genuinely incredible. And then you see the same shot in <laughs> in this remake. It's like wow, like that looks worse. <laughs> and there was no, there's no like craftsmanship <laughs> to it in the same way. It's like you know, it's a simulation, and it's just not to say like computer animators don't do any work or anything, but it's just all of the Im- impressive talent is just removed from a shot like that i don't know just look Mm -hmm. at them side by side it's incredible yeah i'm not trying to be too hard on it it's genuinely like embarrassing (laughs) like you said like i was kind of into it at the start with tom hanks but then it's really when they got into the fox and that stuff like that's when the movie really went downhill for me i'm like this is like all right this is getting really fucking bad now um so at that point i was just happy they'd left the clock shop it's like (laughs) half an hour but that was like a little, its own little short film with Tom Hanks. I'm like, all right, at least I'm watching like a real actor. That's kind of what the whole story is, isn't it? It's kind of like a bunch of short films kind of stitched together. That's yeah. what it feels like. Yeah, it's so disconnected. Like the whole kid Donkey Island thing has really nothing to do with the whale stuff, which has nothing mm-hmm. to do with the, you know, the, yeah. <laughs> the show that they put on. So, yeah. Yeah. No real they link. had that other character. Was that girl puppet character in the original one? No. I don't think so. No, no, it's no. Like, I think yeah. that was made like up a girl in Disney Tinkers. <laughs> I am a Pinocchio expert now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you like, you just watched them. Um, Almost so, all of yeah, them. <laughs> you would know. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just a, a weird addition, right? It's like adding Jasmine's friend in there for a what? new Aladdin remake. It's just like, why do you yeah. need... Why do you need that? Like the story. I think was there fine were like no female characters was. in the original. <laughs> so that's probably other than the fairy godmother. Yeah, But that's it. And she's just kind of like I don't know, like a plot device, basically. Yeah, you could have made like one of the kids on Pleasure Island like a girl. Like, what does that change? Nothing. Like, there's like all these changes. You could just be like, oh yeah, make that character a girl. Make Geppetto a girl. The, the the fish the fish was a girl. <laughs> <laughs> the the fish they just copied the design. Oh, yeah, it looked like it was from Shark Tale. <laughs> it did. It looked so uncanny valley. Like they just copied the design from the original one. It's like that doesn't really work in two D. Like you give it lips. That's, that was another like, frustrating thing. That was like they kept picking and choosing. Like yeah, we want the the visual design of Pinocchio from the original to basically be identical. Exactly. Three D yeah. CG, but the whales like completely different. There's like the seagull character, there's a cat. So it's just like some of it's realistic, some of it's like really exaggerated, like the uh-huh. the, the fox character. Yeah. It it's actually like, so frustrating. It's like what they were trying to do with the Chip and Dale movie, except like they weren't trying to do <laughs> oh, that <yeah>. here. <laughs> just like a mishmash of different animation styles. Like, yeah, that is how it felt. Yeah. 
Yeah, I forgot about the seagull played by Lorraine Bracco. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah so... that was an addition. <laughs> yeah, they put the seagull oh, in so that because in the original 1940s film, Pinocchio just shows back up from Pleasure Island, and there's like a note <laughs> at the house saying like. Oh, Geppetto was so sad that you were gone that he went looking for you, and now he's in a whale. <laughs> and that's how they get to the next scene. <laughs> he just gets a he just gets a note. He's like, "Who gave me this?" <laughs> and in this one, yeah, it's like, that's oh, funny. Okay. They, they're trying to address some things. Well, in this one, Pinocchio he becomes a speedboat in that scene, and yeah, he goes, yeah, to the he goes whale. like Incredibles, perhaps. For, <laughs> oh, yeah, that is the Incredibles. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, like that was dumb too. It's like, why can Pinocchio do that? It doesn't even make any sense. They yeah. just didn't care. They just didn't give a shit. Like, yeah, who cares? Awful, man. This is really, really fucking it, bad. It like, doesn't <laughs> feel like it was made out of any sort of passion or even respect for the no. story being told. No. And it's unintentionally scary. Like, yeah. like the, I original mean, the original movie was is also. creepy and scary. <laughs> yeah, but at least right, that was like intentional, intentional, you know? Yeah. Like it's scary it, like it's scary just because of how off everything looks <laughs> in this yeah. new one. There's some unintentionally scary shit in the original, I will say that. There definitely is. Oh really? <laughs> oh yeah. You should give it a rewatch. <laughs> Adam, you say this all the time. It, it feels like an assembly line movie. That's yes. Exactly how it feels. It yeah. just mm-hmm. feels like they you know. Everyone had to finish their shots, and everyone's getting paid. And yeah. Some people like, didn't even get it. to finish like, them. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not a good movie. It's very bad. I like Tom Hanks. That's about it. It's like the only thing I could say. I He's in a lot it. of bad shit right now. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. He's in a lot of like Apple Plus movies. Yeah. Apple TV Plus, whatever movies like that. Yeah. I like him in Elvis recently, but mm-hmm. you know, this is not this is not one of his good movies. That's for sure. It's no Castaway. It's no uh, <laughs> Forrest Gump. It, it kind of is a Castaway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the movie's a Castaway. Yeah. Again, those are both Zemeckis. Like, I just can't believe like how this came together. It's not. It's not. I would good. compare this to the Green Mile. <laughs> this is a real yeah. Green Mile. <laughs> It's just like little things, you know, like if they want, they they want to call it live action and have this whole like branch of movies that they call live action, but they are more animated. And it's just so, God, it's so annoying because puppets are real, like puppeteers. So it's like an actual, <laughs> right. like, you know, that's a thing that people do and you can put it on camera to like creepy effect or whatever effect you want. But every like puppet in the movie is just a CG monster. Like, because it's just easier. It's hard uh-huh. to get like actual puppeteers and do something with that, and maybe change the design of the characters somewhat. But no, they were just just CG nostalgia bait abominations. It really like, is clearly just CG. Awful. Yeah. 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 No weight to anything. Or even like the clocks. You can you can make like real clocks, <laughs> but they didn't. This is yeah. It's all clearly CG. Yeah. It's just easier. Yeah. Exactly. It's about just what's easier and cheaper. Hmm. For the the flow of how to just get it out the door, you know, like yeah. the CG dogs and Cruella and stuff. Even though it's just just make it animated, like all these problems would be solved if you just made animated movies. You idiots! Yeah, even like a three D animated. I don't know why they didn't go that way. Yeah, like, yeah, because really the only live action thing in the movie is Tom Hanks and a couple other actors. 
And like that's it. Yeah, pretty much. The rest of it's basically an animated movie. It's just I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it, it didn't come together. It's just like revolting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like unwatchable. Really. <laughs> I couldn't get over the pacing that was so bad and how they butchered the ending. <laughs> that ending yeah. is fucking awful. Like, if it wasn't for that, I might have given how? it a chance. <laughs> how do you ruin it's... the ending of Pinocchio? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? It's like the most basic shit. I know you said the movie went downhill. I don't, I don't think there was a hill. I think it was just at the bottom <laughs> the entire time. From the second it started. It didn't budge. <laughs> I was giving it a chance. It wasn't like great at the start, but I'm like, okay, I can like, this is tolerable. And then, yeah, once it got to him, it's like once Pinocchio finds that horse shit on the street, the movie tanks. And that's what the movie became. Mm-hmm. It became horse shit. A big pile of I, shit, yeah. I will yeah. say... <laughs> <laughs> the original is one of the better Pinocchio films. Uh, I think yeah, that people do look at it movie. with like rose-colored glasses in a way. Um, the animation's fantastic. That's the best part about it. I think it's incredible, uh, and I love that it got made. I just think like the a lot of the same uh, structure and pacing issues that uh, you're complaining about in this film they they are in the first film as well. Uh, this newest film is worse, <laughs> much worse uh, yeah, story-wise. The pacing pacing everything. Well, they, they add they more to it. Ending. It's longer. Yeah. Um, but I, I do want to shout out the uh, I think it's 2019 Matteo Garone uh, film. I think that that's my favorite Pinocchio film so far, and we'll see what Guillermo does later this year. Uh, but yeah, the Ma- yeah, Matteo Garone one is like legit disturbing in a good way, and like kind of fucked up and like really artful. And just like you can tell he loves the story. You can tell that he's doing it out of like a passionate place and it came together really well. So I would mm. like to You don't think shout that uh out. you don't think this film would like sour you on the Guillermo one? No. I've already <laughs> seen a thousand Pinocchio films this yeah, year. Yeah, at this point. <laughs> There's I, no, yeah. Yeah, the trailer I looks like... good enough. <laughs> now now I'm just interested in the lore, you know? Now I'm just like uh-huh. watching these films like a nerd. <laughs> right. Like, oh will yeah, they do a, really a book adaptation version or wh- where will they deviate? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Why yeah. does a Netflix stop motion Pinocchio movie have better animation than the Disney Pinocchio yeah. movie? I haven't watched the trailer <laughs> right. they, for the Guillermo. They so. made they made the definitive version of Pinocchio Disney, and they like now they've completely fucked it up. Yeah, yeah. They decided yeah. to make a one out of ten Pinocchio movie, which I've seen three of now, <laughs> 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 which shouldn't be possible. <laughs> yeah. Very uh, sad days. <laughs> That's all I could say. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we got him. One out of ten from me. One out of ten. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'd go maybe, what is it, one and a half out of five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just for Tom Hanks. Otherwise, it would be a one star. Yeah, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks brings it up like a half. <laughs> that's it yeah this is a this is a half star for me <laughs> I, I, I was yeah, broken good. by these a long time ago you know like a, yeah I just know like you forget about some of them like mulan lady and the tramp beauty and the beast like i legitimately did forget about mulan <laughs> yeah me too <laughs> i was like oh they remade mulan <laughs> that's probably the most boring one this is like one of the shorter ones yeah i think i think was it mulan like two hours or something i mean it might yeah. not be. Was, they all make yeah. them longer for no reason yeah yeah they're all so fucking this one's long. at least short <laughs> i mean it didn't feel like 90 minutes it felt longer than 90 minutes but 
it was like shorter. I will give it that. It's just, Which yeah, is kind of a backhanded compliment also, but you know, whatever. At least I got through for it. For sure. It's the it's just the embellishment. Just embellishing mm. every detail that didn't need to be embellished. Just just leave it. You know? Like yeah. a good remake is fine if you actually have some idea, like different angle. But it is just like almost shot for shot, just with added dumb shit and it looks ugly. And yeah. everything's just a bit off. Nice one. <laughs> Thanks, Disney. Yeah, good one. Thank what's you next? for Little Little Mermaid is next. Can't wait for that one. I don't know what's <laughs> after that. They're doing Hunchback probably. Uh, oh yeah. Butcher that one. <laughs> yeah, Little Mermaid's coming up. Yeah, Little Mermaid, Hunchback, and then I don't know after that. What else can they do? We're we're getting a Lion King prequel called Mufasa directed by Barry Jenkins. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. The director of Moonlight. <laughs> yeah. Hey, good for him. He's getting paid. It, it was so funny. Shit. Good for him. Because, like, uh, you know, the other conversation <laughs> about this is not just like the Disney remix, but also like the Marvel shit. Where I'm like, yeah. Every actor that I see, every, like, every talented person I see now. I'm just like, I, I associate them with a superhero character. Like, watching Brokeback Mountain, I'm like, oh, Mysterio's having sex with Joker. Like, you can't just watch a movie and, like, every character is just a fucking superhero now. It's just crazy. I was thinking yeah. about it the other day. Right. Because then people go on Twitter like, this actor's great. You should cast him as blah, blah, blah. They've caught everyone. Comic issue. Yeah. That's what happens. In their net. Yeah. And every director, too. Let's take yeah. a great indie director like Taika Waititi. Like, oh, have him do the Thor movie. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah. Just just throw everyone in the blender. Could you imagine if Martin Scorsese caved and was like, I'm doing <laughs> Suicide Squad? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would be funny. He, he, yeah, he's like, I'm doing Suicide Squad 3. <laughs> <laughs> These Suicide Squads. Uh... And it would probably be awesome. Probably, yeah. It would probably but, be really good, but I, I don't know if he wants to do that. They'll get Robert Eggers, too. Yeah, it seems like they're a little restrictive. Uh-huh. Again, my my conspiracy brain, it's like, yeah, there's clearly a lot of things they don't allow you to do in terms of making choices if you sign on to one of these Disney things. They don't give you a lot oh, of freedom, sure. yeah. which is why they all suck now. But, like, their best films were yeah, the very, risk takers. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, Barry Jenkins, you know, he's a great director. He's like, I'm not doing that shit. Wait, how much? Yeah. How much is the check? <laughs> All right, I'll do it. I can pay for a yacht. <laughs> he can pay for Moonlight too. He could. He could pay for movies just probably for the rest of his career. Daylight. So that like that's why they do <laughs> Daylight. <laughs> Sunlight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Um I recommended a film almost as terrifying as Pinocchio twenty twenty two called Threads, uh, <laughs> 1984. It is literally 1984. Uh, spoilers for Threads. Uh, this was a film that aired on the BBC, supposedly without any ad breaks, just as like a single uh, TV movie. And it's about... Uh... Yeah, there are no ads on um, BBC. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of the good things about it. Oh, that's it. crazy. Yeah. Because CBC is a crown corporation and they still do commercial breaks. That's interesting. I guess that's mm. different. That's very that's what cool. What your actually. TV license is for? Oh yeah. yeah, the license probably pays for that. Shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's hilarious, actually. Um, yeah, it's uh, a very bleak 
movie if you don't like if you don't like movies that are kind of dark <laughs> to say the least maybe this one's kind not of. for you <laughs> just a little bit it's kind of uh, <laughs> yeah. it's up there it's very disturbing it, it's a notoriously dark movie uh what did you think about it it's about the f- fucking nuclear stuff i thought it was great yeah yeah i think considering <laughs> yeah. when it came out um and how relevant <laughs> it still kind of is to this day and how frightening oh, yeah. the reminder especially of the movie the stuff is. going on yeah in like ukraine yeah, yeah especially with that mm-hmm. yeah i Definitely. think it's effective um it's kind of it's kind of cold and distant as a like intentionally mm-hmm. um it's just like cruel and unceremonious with the reality of uh just trying to show what, how a nuke or multiple nukes, I can't remember, um, would affect the UK specifically, um, specifically Sheffield, um, focusing more on a kind of poorer area uh, mm. to get that perspective. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's really, really depressing. <laughs> yeah, it's really depressing and disturbing. Yeah, like right after I watch the movie, I go on Twitter and I see like literally <laughs> bombing of like the Ukrainian capital. Mm-hmm. I'm like oh my god yeah so it's yeah. like definitely it has that extra layer of it like you know when i watched it i'm like yeah this is like scary shit like you recommended this around like like halloween time i was thinking like maybe you'd recommend a horror movie but you know this kind of is a horror movie it's like very almost existential but it is like very disturbing to watch yeah it it's is like one of the most disturbing one of the most disturbing films i think i've ever seen yeah it it's is like terrifying. incredibly bleak yeah, it's absolutely terrifying to watch it. You know, for for a TV movie especially, I was not expecting like something this good. It's got very high ratings on like Letterboxd or whatever though. But yeah, there's like a lot there's a lot I liked about it. I do think the fact that it's a TV movie kind of like it feels kind of limited by like how much mm-hmm. money they had at times. Yeah. You know, the budget was probably very low. There was a scene I noticed like trucks drive by and you don't see the trucks, you know, you don't you see like headlights shining on the characters okay it's like a artistic yeah, way of, like, of getting around footage. it stock footage yeah. photographs you know, there's a lot of text like explaining things you don't see it necessarily that is like an artistic decision too but you, you know i can't help but like get my mind out of that framework like if this was like a bigger budget movie or if it was like made today you know like i thought of like chernobyl that's like what i compared it mm. most to probably which is a great show um but yeah there's like a lot of good acting, and yeah, it's very believable. I thought it had like really great production value for a TV movie, um, but mm-hmm. also I watch like mm-hmm. a lot of like low budget non TV movies anyway. <laughs> I don't usually watch a lot of TV TV movies. Um, usually, I find like if if it's a TV movie um, that I'm watching, like usually they're kind of like older and kind of shitty and much more cheesy that's usually something that i feel goes along with tv movies is like this layer of like just i don't know if it's like uh tonal incompetence is what i want to say um but this like this really did hammer home the bleak and depressing nature that it was going for um there, there was a lot more talent in this than your average TV movie, even regardless uh, of considering budget. But yeah, I think the production value definitely worked for what it was going for. I, I, I got more mm-hmm. out of it than I was expecting in that sense, actually. 
they definitely put a lot of work into getting really good actors, which I oh, think yeah. is a huge like positive mm-hmm. about That's a big the film. Thing. Like all the acting is very good, and there's a lot of like characters in the movie. Like it's very its scope is very wide, and like all the actors in here were great. I don't have like a single like even like the child actors or like older people. They're like all really good actors that they got. It's very believable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of rem- reminded me of the um, the road a little bit. Mostly in terms mm-hmm. of like, at a certain point in the story, you're basically just aware that that they're fucked. Like these characters, that they're, <laughs> they're done for. Basically, there's really yeah. nothing they can do, and it's just about exploring the hopelessness and just how quickly things fall apart. What's what? Because kind of what the title of the film is like prodding at. There's that opening speech with the spider saying like how. Like the way society is structured, where just everyone is so reliant on each other and anything that can uh, interrupt things like supply lines, like crop growth. It's like surprising how quickly things can just crumble. Uh-huh. Um, watch, watching that on screen is horrifying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't really like think about, but yeah, you're right. You're like the the degradation of society, like in this film, is like yeah, yeah it's very disturbing to watch. It's just like everything falling apart. Very slowly and believably. Yeah, methodically, with that narration as well. It's so, like, kind of detached and distant, just like laying down the facts. Yep, these are the likely contagions that will probably be showing up around this time. Oh, yeah, this with is, the like, text. Happening yeah. Here and the, yeah, yeah. I really like the sound that goes with the text at the beginning, too, like a typewriter. It kind of sounds like gunshots, mm. too, but it's just, it's very loud and like jarring. It's like, you know, whenever the text came up, I was like, Jesus. Yeah, and hardly uses music or anything like that. It's very just mm-hmm. trying to be as realistic as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of like uncomfortable tension in the opening of this film because you kind of just know where things are heading. <laughs> You're like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm just seeing people make plans for the future. A lot of different characters, you know, living their lives essentially. Um, you know, and what else do you do? Uh, but yeah, you kind of just, you, you know where it's going and you know that they're kind of screwed and it's uh, an uncomfortable watch. I do feel like, um, I guess my biggest criticism with the film would be that it is a little long for what it is. Um, mm-hmm. It's, uh, sure, it's a slow burn, but there were... Uh, points at which I, f- I found like, okay, this is like starting to get a little impatient here with what it's doing. Um, and in terms of structure, it is like just a lot of montages of misery and like people crying and suffering. Um, mm-hmm. There's no, there's no like singular character to like follow through the entire adventure. Um, like you said, it is very distant and detached it's kind of like a documentary style um yeah and that does have its yeah. benefits for what it's going for but on a personal level um i feel like either maybe the length should have been cut a bit shorter or i don't know have a more personal character journey or something to follow i know that that sounds like a bit more cliched but um i i was i was detached from it in a uh in an entertainment way at parts. So I, I wasn't getting like the full emotional experience out of it that I feel I should have. Yeah. The structure of it mostly worked for me. I think there was like a viewpoint character. I think her name was Ruth. 
like you know she they cut to a lot of other characters but mm-hmm. that's the she's kind of like her and her daughter eventually like later on in the movie yeah yeah so, but that, i don't know that structure kind of worked for me kind of like it's all like you know the scope is very wide like i said and then you see like a lot of them die like in that middle seat it was i don't know if it's the middle it's like well you know when the bomb goes off it's like mm-hmm. absolutely brutal like when it first goes off and some windows shatter, I was like, "Oh, right, it's just like it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be." But then, no, then like, then it's like everything blows up. Mm-hmm. It's like fuck. Yeah, the flashes yeah. of white in silence. Is that quite, was crazy. Yeah, quite terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good scene. That was a really good scene. Yeah, it captured something about it that not a lot of other films do. I would like to see more uh, films that deal with. I don't know, like character perspective in the uh, middle of like some sort of nuclear disaster. Because I, I thought that that was like a really interesting uh, sequence to show. Because I was kind of caught off guard by what was even happening in the sequence. The, like the whole blinding light and characters like shielding their eyes and like the, the chaos. Like, I've, you know, I've seen like a decent amount of war movies, but you don't often get something like that specifically. And so I guess maybe mm-hmm. just that new um, sort of fresh perspective on this type of disaster uh, made it more emotionally effective for me. Yeah, I, I mostly liked how it was told. It's just like a lot of, it was just like a lot of disturbing scenes I've written down, like when she was giving birth. Oh, like, boy. Later on. Yeah, she has to cut the umbilical cord with her teeth. Yeah, but you know, she's like by herself in a shed. Yeah, it's like you know, and like that daughter character is basically born into the nuclear, you know, post the nuclear war. Like she, she has no. Yeah, she's got like no like, emotion or anything. Like when no. her mom dies, she's just like okay. Yeah, just the implication. She's probably she probably knows seen so many bodies, so much death that this new one isn't even a big deal. Mm-hmm. Right, and she only knows basic English. Like she can't yeah. even speak really. Mm-hmm. That's like an interesting thing to think about, like, you know, if that were to happen. Like, oh, yeah, people wouldn't be able to, like, you know, there'd be no education system or any of these things that, like, we're used to. Yeah. A lot of characters um, were just silent, <laughs> really, you know, like, n- nobody nobody was really talking to each other. Uh, everybody kind of seemed like they were sharing some sort of, like, collective trauma, obviously. And I thought that that was, like, mm-hmm. a really interesting and probably you know honest way to portray that um yeah really bleak when it kind of just throws you in there rather than just imagining it or hearing about like what it would be like just sort of seeing the the set pieces of you know the the kids looking at that shitty vhs as some basic form of education Mm -hmm. (laughs) there's like fucking eight of them there yeah, it's just yeah. A, there is a real emphasis on children actually throughout yeah. the whole movie. They want to make sure you know that kids are being blown apart. It's like a real focus in the first half before the uh, the nuke gets dropped. They want you to remember and roll around in the kind of filth that is a result of uh, this kind of warfare. Yeah, the lady like holding her baby, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of that. Yeah, the whole kid through line. Mm-hmm. giving birth a couple times to different generations mm-hmm. yeah yeah i didn't think it would go that far like it was like this 
I felt like maybe it'll end with the war or whatever, or with the nuke bombing, but no, it's like, goes, it spans a long time, but I think it really works, like, how it was telling the story. Like, you, you do see, like, the repercussions of of that, yeah, like you said, that kind of warfare, and then, like, the very bleak ending to, like, really hammers home. Extremely bleak. Yeah. So, Alex, you're saying you watched this in school, right? How old yeah, were you? Yeah, no, it was, was coming that? back to me when I was when I was watching it. Um, so what they did, it, I think it was like year year twelve history. It was we were learning about the Cold War, um, and they put on from the point of the nuke going off to the end. Um, they didn't do the first. They didn't show us the first part for whatever reason. But it was, it definitely was like burned into my <laughs> my retina. Um, when I, once I got to that point, I was like, oh yeah, I remember this this horrifying, traumatizing uh, degradation of society. Um, yeah, it's effective. But I'm I'm kind of there with you though with the the emotional response where it is it is so cold and kind of factual and having like a narrator there and making mm-hmm. it feel like a documentary does does kind of distract where something like like grave of the fireflies or something oh yeah like i'm really there with the characters more so mm-hmm. but i also do quite like the approach of yeah you spend the first hour or so just showing real life and just having this this building tension in the background with like the ignoring like the news reports and just this like slow trickle out of the news um in, yeah. in the background be- being the oh yeah the and like what that. can you do like yeah it's not even really ignoring. It's yeah. just like you can't really, you kind of just have to well, yeah. accept that it's happening and hope that it doesn't go to worst case scenario and you hear about these things. But you as a citizen, like, yeah, like even if you vote, like your country, like it was the US and mm-hmm. Russia and Iran, like and fucking Britain's just like, well, looks like they're fighting <laughs> and uh, we're all going to die. Yeah. yeah. No, there's a good scene in the pub where those two characters basically have that discussion but they're just like okay so what can i do about it yeah what can i possibly do about it yeah yeah shit's bleak i I like that it gets you to think (laughs) about like uh you know real life it sucks that uh Mm -hmm. sucks that things are so stressful you know iran and russia big (laughs) big things happening in both of those countries right now Mm -hmm. Um, yeah and in the past too, you know, it's been a constant thing. As someone in Vancouver, I've seen a lot of uh, like protests against the Iranian government just happening on mm. on the train, and there were some. There was a huge one going down the street at the last Vancouver Film Festival movie that I saw while I was outside waiting in line, because it's very multicultural city, and so also very you know I guess progressive. So obviously, we'll see some stuff like that there, but um, it is kind of just like a reminder of how crazy experiences are in the world right now and how awful (laughs) things are for a lot of people in the world right now. And you can't do anything about it. I wish, you know, just fucking, it'd be nice if just everybody could just live happy, stress-free lives. But there's a bunch of man babies in power that uh, have really fragile egos and are willing to expend people's lives over nothing. Mm-hmm. So, but isn't just the whole concept of mutually assured destruction just kind of crazy? When, yeah. when it is laid out 
yeah. <laughs> in like a yeah. story like this, it really makes you think where it's like, wow. So really the only reason <laughs> we're not flinging nukes at each other is because like, it, it would just end everything. And the yeah. only yeah. reason we don't do that is that because is it would just destroy all of humanity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the only thing stopping yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, it is still stressful because I'm not in the mind of Putin. I don't know how fuck like we already know he's pretty unhinged. He's willing to like sacrifice his country basically. For, mm-hmm. Like so I don't know what else he's willing to sacrifice is the problem. I hope something I hope something gets done. I hope something gets dealt with that solves this issue, but I am yeah. utterly powerless to do anything about it. So fuck. Mhm. Yeah, and it, and it is just sad, like how how prescient it is. This is like a movie from '84, <laughs> yeah. decades later, and it's still like the same discussion, pretty much. Yeah, we're playing yeah. the oldies politically. Right. Gays are groomers again. There's satanic panic. You know, yes. <laughs> we're yeah. all just on a fucking loop. Kind of... <laughs> <laughs> like, there's nothing new. Nobody learns anything. Avatar and yeah. Warfare Two are coming oh out again. It's just yeah, the same that's shit. Funny. Yeah, I <laughs> oh saw that. God. Yeah. Um, like another point about the movie, like toward the beginning, this is a, they speak English in the movie, but it's also like very British. I had a hard time understanding like what people were saying toward the beginning, yeah, <laughs> like in time. certain lines. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, what the fuck did he just say? I know he's speaking English, but that's just a problem I have with a lot of British things, like, like Peaky Blinders or whatever. We got, yeah, we got some wacky accents over here. Yeah. Yeah, like when they were in the bar, they were saying things to each other. I'm like, what? Like at the beginning when they're in the car. Um, yeah. I did think they kind of humanized like a lot of the characters. I didn't think it was mm-hmm. so cold like at the beginning. Maybe later on, but not at the yeah. beginning. I was kind of like, I actually liked that it wasn't very like sentimental or trying to tug yeah. your heartstrings too hard. I, I it's, agree. like kind of just showing you what would happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, my like my ideal version, I'm not even sure exists um, or is possible because clearly this is going for something like very different. And, mm. you know, my suggestion of like, oh, yeah, couldn't we just follow a central character that might just make it shit? Who knows? Like you, you'd have to see it in action. But um, I do feel like the characters were likable. And I think that a lot of that had to do with the performances like the acting was really, really good in this movie, and um, yeah, you know the scenes that stick out in my mind are all like heavily performance based. Um, those are the parts that humanize the the tragedy the most. Like the woman crying as she's like scraping down the wallpaper, like before anything has even happened, but she's like, you know, coming to to terms with uh, the reality of the situation and the stress over uh, this impending doom. That may or may not happen, and then uh, particularly the woman who's uh, who's pregnant, and uh, I think it was her mother trying to get her to eat something, and she's like, mm-hmm. "I don't even care about the baby anymore because I know that Jimmy's dead. Like I know it, sort of thing." It's like, ah, oh, fuck, like that. It's brutal, emotionally brutal to watch. Um, yeah, I still do wish it had more of a structure or just runtime was shorter but some great stuff about it yeah how long was it was it i felt like it was about 90 minutes right it was two Something hours like an hour 50 yeah really wow it didn't feel that for me it felt short yeah <laughs> it, no, it does like flow not, pretty yeah. well yeah yeah I, I didn't even know that it's just like i was pretty invested the whole time um 
yeah, not sure. It's what just miserable, but it has yeah, to be miserable, miserable for for it yeah. to make its point. Yeah, it's given the story, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do like that poster where it's just completely black with the what you see in the poster is all that would be left after a nuclear war. Oh, is that letterboxed? A statement. Um, that's on IMDb for me, at least. Is it the one with the guy in the rifle the, too? The blue text. No, no, it's just completely blank. What? <laughs> Please link me yeah. the poster. I well, don't know. Well, I'll, I'll put it in. Yeah. A, I don't. I see something different. Yeah, let me see. Yeah, I see a few. Let me oh, see. there we go. That's interesting. Yeah, that's oh, not the yeah. default poster on mine, but that's pretty oh, what good. What is it on yours? Mine is. It's the same as the um, remastered Blu-ray cover. Um, oh, with the bandage. Yeah, um, if you hit the right button once, you'll see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I do like. Yeah, I, I like that poster. Uh, yeah. the black one. Yeah, 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 I like that one too. There's some kind of weird posters for it. <laughs> it's funny because it looks like that's an American release poster because you can see the R restricted logo at the bottom. Like American theatrical release. Oh, yeah. Maybe it was. Yeah, probably. At some point. It got MPAA rated. So. Yeah, I much prefer that to the other ones. Huh. Yeah, so um, was it... Do you, I, I don't know if you have like an exact memory of this, but like, um, did they play it in school just as a, we have extra time after the curriculum, so we're playing a movie thing? Or was it a part of a course? Was it a part of a subject? Um, I think it was more just to give some imagery to the, the like theory a bit much more. Um, mm -hmm. Cause I guess it was quite an effective film at the time, like 84, like it's still, <laughs> it was still raging. I guess it was made during the the war as well. So it kind of captures that feeling, that energy. Um, yeah. There wasn't anything specifically academic about it there. If mm -hmm. I remember. Okay. I think they're at, the BBC might actually not really like showing this movie anymore because of, <laughs> of how distressing it is. Um, I think yeah. that was a bit of trivia I read about it or something. <laughs> I don't traumatized a generation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, someone on Letterboxd said it's a day ruiner. I'm like, yeah, it kind of is. Like, you can't like enjoy yourself like after watching. It. Like, yeah, that's yeah. Like, you know, you know that's not something you, you want to think about. Yeah, but you, yeah, you can't sugarcoat a story about like nukes going off, can you? It would just be like corny. Well, you can, yeah, but yeah, that would be. Corny. Yeah, there's plenty of movies yeah. that do, but the fact that this movie doesn't is what—that's really what makes it so mm -hmm. like bleak and like you know that you actually think about it after you're like, fuck, man. <laughs> like it seems like well researched in terms of like yeah, going through mm -hmm. step by step of what the breakdown would be. It does, yeah. It might not be like a hundred percent accurate, to, but it does feel like very believable, at least from someone who doesn't know much about like yeah, yeah. how that would happen. Yeah, maybe it would be kind of different now, but it does feel very grounded, and yeah, it's kind of forced on the perspective too of like just that city, like or that you know the UK specifically. Like you don't really see outside of that. Like you don't see what happens in the US, or Russia. You don't really hear about yeah, it. Yeah, the greater conflict's just not important. Like once yeah. nukes are dropping, it's just And dumb. there's no way of like those characters would even be able to know about it really. Like yeah, I like yeah, the stuff exactly. in the 
the control room or whatever, the communications room, people trying to like get in contact with other people and they run out of food and they all start like yelling yeah, at like each other. Like, right. It's like a complete breakdown of like all those characters. You got to start like rationing food. Like, oh, you get 500 calories, you know, and then we get a thousand because we're actually working. It becomes like survival yeah. of the fittest. The military starts like killing people, taking their food. You know, like yeah, there's, there's that some scenery. really dark um, conversations yeah. with those, like the one where they're talking about like, why would we send resources there when we know everyone there is done for anyway? Like that kind of like harsh reality mm. type stuff. Yeah, then, right. Yeah, it's brutal. People and are then, like, eating the rats. Where the guys, right? People eating mm. rats. That was yeah, that was disgusting. Um, there's this scene like the guys are looting like an abandoned building, and the military catches them, and they're like, no looting. Meanwhile, the military just like takes all that stuff that they just looted and like they probably just take it for themselves to eat, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because they have guns, you know, they could do that. <laughs> but, like what the people were, they weren't really doing anything bad. It was like an abandoned house. Obviously, they're just trying to get something to eat. So it's like a lot of the harsh realities, like it gets you to think about in that way. And yeah, it's like, oh yeah, it's very, um, it's very interesting to watch. Like that's kind of what. Like, what if this did play out? Like, it's very interesting to see how that would happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it. uh guess there's not too much left to say about this movie unless there's some interesting trivia about it. But, uh, yeah, for a movie that is mostly <laughs> just like a montage of suffering. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was... Uh, I was more attached to this than uh, Solo. <laughs> so. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I, well, yeah, this had a bit more. Yes, yeah, More uh, residency to me. I feel like, because uh, my experience watching this film wasn't engaging throughout the entire, like, two-hour runtime. I would say I was engaged, like, I don't know, 75% of it. There was, like, maybe half an hour that could have been cut out. Um but what I'm left with after the film is like very memorable. Like there's key scenes and moments that I really, that I really like from this and that, uh, that resonate with me. So it's kind of, uh, it's kind of difficult to like put a rating on it because if I'm rating just like my experience watching the film, it's probably like a, you know, high six out of 10, but I don't know the way I'm like reminiscing about parts of it makes it seem like I should like it more. I don't know. Cause Whatever, high six for now, because, uh, yeah, it, lots of things that I love from this film, but the entire experience wasn't something I was super into. But Yeah, I, I guess I liked it a little bit more than you. I kept thinking about Contagion. Um, Felt like that, yeah. yeah. In terms of like, yeah, yeah, yeah just taking something scary and possible um, and like just events that we've been on the precipice of many a time. And just taking it to its logical extreme and just showing that um, where you can't, you don't really need the same emphasis on like a, a lead character in the same way. And you can take it a bit more broad and show like different sects of society and how they're reacting. And that is interesting all the way through. And I do really appreciate it for that. And it is suitably depressing and miserable. Um, yeah. I don't know what other movie you'd recommend for <laughs> accurate nuke uh, misery. I'd probably give it a four star. Eight out of yeah. ten. 
imagine it you're you're affected by it alex because it takes place like you know in the uk like the summer yeah. or something i had watched it but yeah it's only a little yeah. island so you yeah you got nowhere to go yeah but still too like that closed. right there's a point where that doesn't really matter it's just like rubble right so it doesn't <laughs> yeah um yeah I, like i see the contagion thing also and i also saw kind of children of men like mm. that's kind of Especially with like the birth scene, that does remind me of the scene in Children of Men. Yeah, yeah, it's like true. kind of a giving birth scene in that too, and like the just like the production design and certain things. Um, I'm I'm about the same as you. I think I give it four star. It might go up to like maybe four and a half, but I'll give it a four star for now. That was really great. I'm like when it was over, I'm like, man, that was like, <laughs> you know, that's a some, lot. Some powerful <laughs> yeah. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. Yeah, it's really good. I really enjoyed it. Good job, Mick Jackson. <laughs> this director's name is funny. Yeah. It's like the funniest thing about it. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's it, though. Uh, movie's not funny. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> not funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Cool. So I guess that's it. I guess we can do questions, but uh, just out of curiosity, Ralph, did you see the rehearsal, the new Nathan Fielder show? No, not at all. No? Okay. No. Um, I would recommend it. Not, yeah. you, don't, you don't have to yeah, rush it's, to it's see crazy. it for the, to talk about it on the podcast, but I would like to talk about it with you when, you when you've seen it. I just think it's a great show that you should see. So. Yeah. Have you guys seen it? If yeah, you we've talk about it. it if you it's want. worth it, yeah. And it's only short, mm-hmm. too. Oh, okay. If you want to talk about it, you can. Oh, no, we don't need to, to fill up. Time. Oh, okay. I got some stuff I <laughs> got to do yeah. after this anyway, so. Yeah, um, good. Yeah, all right. I'll 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 check it out. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> See Hellraiser at some point, too. Mm-hmm. So you'd recommend seeing Smile, then? <laughs> I mean, it is oh, yeah. funny, but <laughs> you know how people are really mad at uh, the concept of AI art right now and the particular argument against yes. it is that even if it is creating something that technically hasn't existed before it's using other art pieces as a reference so if you got an AI saying make an art in the style of this artist some people would say well even though they've created something new they're technically copying from that artist because they've taken their previous works and uh, regurgitated them. That's what smile is to every modern horror movie. <laughs> like, it's oh, literally a regurgitation of it follows uh, the ring. Uh, fucking that new James Wan went malignant. It regurgitates truth or dare. And there's like scene by scene, you're just like, that's from that. That's from that. That's from that. And that's the entire movie. And then there's some really funny parts. But oh yeah, Drag Me to Hell, mm-hmm. there was a bit of regurgitation for that. Like it's it's insane <laughs> how derivative it is. And there's not a single original bone in the entire film's body. And it's getting great reviews. And everybody's like, you know what? I thought this would be bad, but it's actually pretty good. And then, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody it, hates the new Hellraiser, which I really like. <laughs> I feel like so many horror movies go through that cycle. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then people kind of come around. Like, I think with Black Phone, people were, like, really praising it. I was kind of shocked about the reaction at first, too, because I thought it looked kind of like a bye-bye man. I thought it would get that response, but it got, like, a really good response. I think it's yeah. part of that, like, viral marketing, Yeah, I can't predict too. it with these types of horror movies. People just, they're hungry for it. It was, like, a bunch of viral 
like that viral marketing on Twitter where if you like to tweet with like a hashtag smile in it, you got like a <laughs> yeah, it was like a smile. And then there was this thing like during um, I think a baseball game, there was like a, a yeah. girl smiling like behind home plate. Yeah, they hired so, the yeah. actor in a smile shirt to, from yeah. the film to do that. <laughs> yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure oh. if it was like random. Who are not like big actors or anything, but I think that kind of helps with that. But yeah, I, I was shocked at like the response it had. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah. I'll probably I'll probably see it. It's not a Blumhouse joint, and he actually posted on Twitter like he was jealous. <laughs> he was like, "Congratulations!" I think it was like what Paramount or something. I'll have to look it up. But yeah. this is like a yeah. I just assumed it was Blumhouse. No, it feels <laughs> like it would be, but then like all the marketing behind it, you're like, okay, this is like some big. This is like they got like some real money. Seventeen million dollar budget. That's insane. It feels like what, it, it feels, feels like, like somebody more. could have made it for like under ten million. Yeah, seventeen seems a oh, bit really? much. <laughs> yeah, that Pearl movie was um, I think it was only a million. The same with oh, that. So I'm like, wow, that's really impressive. Yeah, I wow. have yet to watch a million bucks to make it. Pearl. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen Pearl. Yeah. It's yeah. probably better than Smile, but and <laughs> yeah, Smile but was Paramount, which is so weird. Oh, okay. Paramount. Yeah. Not Blumhouse. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is weird. Yeah. You could say the same thing about like artists too. Like I think most artists take from other things that they've seen and made like unless you're talking yeah. about like, kind of maybe a charlie kaufman movie but that's kind of like yeah that's kind of the thing right you, like everyone takes from other things yeah. drawing inspiration from places though is so different than like not having anything original to offer they're like he, yeah it's it's only yeah. from other things <laughs> like that's the entire yeah. movie it's just it's only from other things yeah it can be egregious yeah. it's it's a collage. Oh my god. <laughs> it's literally on the wiki page. I'm opening it right now. Smile received mostly positive reviews from critics who praised the jump scare, who praised the jump scares, production oh values and Bacon's performance. Though some noted the similarities to other horror media such as It Follows and The Ring. Oh god, that's so funny. It does look really It Follows it's the literally on the, from wiki. the trailers. Yeah. Mm. Jesus. Well, I guess anyone can edit a wiki, but it's funny that it, that's just there, though. Um, oh, I thought it was the Bye Bye Man. That's and, I, <laughs> that trailer reminded me of. I thought, <laughs> like, I thought that most people that talk about film will say that they don't like a horror movie with jump scares and that they're cheap ways to manipulate an audience's mm-hmm. emotions. That's yeah. that's oh, yeah. the impression that I got. But seeing the reception for Smile and especially in contrast to the new Hellraiser, I think people just really like jump scares. <laughs> I think that's what yeah, people no, I think want. You're right. Making a comeback. That yeah, is what people want. Maybe people are just kind of dumb. Because <laughs> I don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear Martin Scorsese comment on it. Yeah. I want I want him to say something about uh, jump scares? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. it, it does feel right, like a theme I, park I hate thing, those. You know? It doesn't feel right. like... Like maybe like one... Like one jump scare, two, but you know, if it's like a whole movie of that, it can shit. be done artfully. Yeah, sure. I liked the jump scare in Nocturnal Animals. <laughs> there was one, and it caught me off guard. Oh yeah, well that's like a drama, so sure. I'd say like you know you could kind of do anything well. It's there's no like blanket rule, but yeah, it's like I guess you could do a tasteful jump scare. But yeah, it's very rarely done. Yeah, <laughs> like very rarely. I guess it's yeah, it's the haunted house thing where if like superhero movies are like roller coasters, then these are just like a haunted house. You're looking for the 
the cheap thing to fling around the corner and spook you for a second. Yeah, right. It's cheap. It's just, yeah, it's like startling. It's not really scary. Yeah. Yeah. I thought critics would kind of look past that. Uh, we, got the, we got the scares on the way with what Blumhouse is actually making with, the, with their FNAF movie. That was <laughs> yeah, they found another director oh, right now. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Who's never made anything good? Yeah, I don't know who it is now, but it's not um, Harry Potter guy anymore. Is that even relevant anymore? Like, like how oh, many you'd be surprised, man. <laughs> Speaking about fan bases, the uh, <laughs> oh yeah, crazy for the. We've been hearing about this movie since we started the show. I'm gonna criticize <laughs> the animation <laughs> in the new Five Nights at Freddy's trailer when it's out, and people are gonna shit on me. <laughs> you say it's over animated. <laughs> like, yeah, this was my childhood. Yeah, I forgot it was Blumhouse. All right, Emma Tammy is the new director. Yeah, I was just looking her up. Let's see what uh, she's about. Director of okay. The Wind. The Wind. At, uh, <laughs> is that like is that like the happening? Yeah, 2018's <laughs> The Wind, which I guess uh, got moderate reception and was at Fantastic Fest and TIFF. But uh, yeah, Smile was bad. <laughs> let's do some questions. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do some questions from the Southern Cast community. Head over to the suggestion thread on the subreddit where you can ask us whatever you feel like, just like Electric Pinecones did. Who can start us off here? Recently, Billy Eichner's movie Bros flopped. In response, he blames the flop on straight people not turning yeah. out to gay movies <laughs> enough. Do you think that this is why the movie flopped, or could there be other problems? Do you have any thoughts on this matter? <laughs> yeah, I'm curious your thoughts. Uh, well, based on the trailer... It looks like something that is masquerading as like, oh, we're so new and edgy, but th literally it's just hinging on the characters being gay and it being like about gay relationships. But it looks like, you know, it's, it looks like way too clean and polished. There's no big actors in it. Sorry, Billy. Like there, nobody <laughs> shows up to see your movie in a theater. It's difficult to get people in theaters right now. <laughs> like if you yeah, want to put yeah. Brad Pitt in your movie, maybe you'll get some people in it, but like, you can't just sell it on Billy on the street. Like it's not, it's not like, Oh, you straight people are to blame. Like that's fucking stupid. Who was the last person that said that? Uh, the Charlie's Elizabeth angels Banks, director. Yeah. It was like, yeah. Men oh, yeah. show up to see the movie. I'm like, yeah, well women are 52% of the population. So, <laughs> I don't know if men are to blame for that one. <laughs> yeah. He he says, like, people are homophobic. That's why they didn't see the movie. I agree with him. People are homophobic. <laughs> Most people are. I don't I don't disagree with that. Um, but also, it's like, you know, you're kind of marketing. It's like a certain demographic. It looks like, bad. that's the demographic. Right. Like, like yeah, gay people go out to see it. Like, like that should comedy. be enough. Yeah, it kind of looks like a dumb comedy. Like, maybe... Yeah, Maybe it's, just it's disingenuous it. though, isn't it? Like, yeah. when when a movie's like of a certain quality, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, who, who the characters are, who they're, who it's about. Like, you got your moonlights. Call me by your name. Yeah, Broke sure. Moonlight. Yeah, we just talked about. Like, yeah, that's a great. Love book, Simon. That came out like a few years ago. Uh huh. True. I just don't yeah, get like I don't get why directors feel like people are entitled to go see their movie. Like They have to have explain to it somehow. Because their ego is attached <laughs> yeah. to it. You know, if the movie yes. fails, they fail. And they have to tell themselves why they're not a failure. Yeah. But in reality, it's like, okay, well, this is... There was too much money attached to this with not enough star power. 
is the biggest issue. Like yeah. you put in way too There's much of an of investment. Yeah. If this was like a small little indie movie about gay relationships and it did the whole festival circuit and it wasn't like, oh, we need to have people in the seats or else it's a failure, then it would have done fine. But like, dude, you're Billy Eichner. You're not going to... You wouldn't get people in the seats if it was the same movie about straight people. Like it just it looks too sanitized. Sure, it's R rated. Maybe I mean, but like sanitized in terms of like detached from reality. Like it's not. It doesn't feel like it's a personal movie made by someone who isn't like a privileged millionaire. You know, like you're trying to make yeah. a story yeah. about like relationships and like people sure. living in New York and like okay, everybody's just able to afford this like gigantic apartment by themselves. I stole that observation from R.M. Brown, by the way. Oh, okay. You have a point about the star power. I didn't really think about that. Yeah, but yeah, there's not really like a lot of big, recognizable names like in the in the movie. Like, I don't I don't know who that Billy is. Like, I don't know. I knew the guy. He's in Community. I knew him. I'm like, okay, I know him. But yeah, there's not like a lot of people. It kind of reminded me of like one of those Judd Apatow kind of comedies. Which I think I he really produced don't it. Like, like, oh, he mm. did. Okay, it yeah. reminded me of one of those. Yeah, but, and you know, Judd Apatow usually has like bigger actors like he has paul rudd seth Rogen, yeah or, you know, <laughs> people like, that yeah. get people yeah. in the scenes mm-hmm. Le- Le- leslie <laughs> mann right like you know people you know like megan fox is in one of them and yeah you yeah. like you know these people like it's not like the same right and it's not like usually there's like a bunch of actors in them too um yeah so like, yeah you, you got a good point about the stars i think that's a part of it star power post-covid like nobody like it it's insanely difficult to get people into theaters at this point. Yeah, unless you have like mm-hmm. AMC A-list, right? Right. Like maybe it would have been successful if it was on Netflix. Yeah, you don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I guess they're expecting it to be like Bad Neighbors level. Yeah. I'm just looking at this director just to see mm-hmm. what he'd done. Right? He did both of those Bad Neighbor movies and like get into the Greek, but as you say, those all have like big stars in. Yeah, Zach Efron. Really the same level. Yeah, Rose Byrne, Seth Rogen. Yeah, I think that's. It's it's not that much of a mystery. Like, sure, 100%, there's probably people who would avoid this because they would feel uncomfortable watching a movie about gay relationships. Sure. Sure. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that that's the only reason why the movie wasn't successful. And it's just a weird excuse to make. Yeah. Yeah, it's very similar to Charlie's Angels thing. Yeah. This movie went broke because it went woke. (laughs) <laughs> too woke oh, this again yeah <laughs> it went yeah. broke mm-hmm. it's only a thing now well i guess um seeing as we're on this topic anyway goosey mcgooseface 2 has this to say a sequel. what are your thoughts on the controversy surrounding the netflix dharma series being tagged as lgbtq plus <laughs> <laughs> i mean it, it, I don't. I it's weird to be mad about that. <laughs> I think, yeah, because it so. technically is. Like, what's the category for? You know, if you're, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he is a part of the gay community. That I don't think that the gay community is filled with like only good people. Just like the straight community isn't. <laughs> like some of them, there's there's monsters in every community, guys. I don't know if you've heard. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I guess there are, there are more productive conversations that could be had about the controversial things about Dharma than mm-hmm. that Netflix fuck up. But 
<laughs> I haven't watched that show, so I don't know. I will not be watching it. Yeah, I won't be watching it either. I'm so sick of like serial killer biopics or whatever. They're so like exploitive and like like how many of them are there yeah, the- you might be sick of it but Matt, it's it's so popular right it's like stranger things numbers this dharma shows getting people are just fascinated by it but like how many movies alone are about jeffrey dahmer like at this point like come on now is that and like people are gonna go one? oh mindhunter zodiac like those movies are not about like serial killers in the same way it's about like the subject matter but like zodiac's about like you know, the paranoia around it. Like, we don't even know who that guy was, right? Or, like, mind yeah. about, like, exploring the minds of, like, certain characters or whatever. Like, you can do it tastefully. Like, mostly, basically every example I think of is, like, David Fincher. But, like, I'm just mm-hmm. so sick of most he's, of these. Yeah, it's, like, he's the fucking best pointless. The, uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This, this guy, one of the creators, Ryan Murphy, he just makes, like, huge hit after hit. He, he, like, he's... He was one of the creators of American Horror Story, and then like sure. obviously American he worked on American Crime Story, OJ. and just like there's yeah. a bunch of things that like are really popular that I'm just not into, and so I just kind of glee, I just kind of avoid what he makes, <laughs> and so knowing yeah. that he's a part of this, I'm like, yeah, it doesn't matter what other people are saying, I'm probably not going to be into this one either. <laughs> he, he's a really so. interesting like creator showrunner i guess he, he like yeah. kind of creates a show and then he kind of abandons it and moves on to something else like bye, bye. you know like he only makes like a first season really and then he kind of moves on mm-hmm. yeah. yeah he does tons of that stuff the oj simpson show and he did another season about versace i think it's like yeah come on with this enough of this <laughs> yeah yeah so like what if what if the category is like lgbt directors and it's like are you not allowed to have like a gay director that made like a tragedy story like i don't know like what's the if if the category is lgbt films if that's what it was i'm pretty sure like that's not saying mm. these are like the best representations of the lgbt community it's a very like clinical specific definition of oh there's a gay person in this movie there's a person in this movie that has sex with the same gender not consensually <laughs> but i mean mm-hmm. so it's a weird thing to get upset about it's funny that uh <laughs> there was a category uh i think around black history month where they put the lion king 2019 in as an african story on disney plus <laughs> like i found that one to be a bit more offensive <laughs> I'm like, yeah. This is John Favreau's vision, first of all, <laughs> and they're all lions. <laughs> yeah, that is weird. Yeah, that's yeah, much stranger. John Favreau's vision of Africa. Yeah. Oh yeah, very bleak. <laughs> no beautiful yeah. skies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Post-apocalyptic. Yeah, it's like a uh, threads. Yeah, exactly. John yeah. Favreau's threads. It was like a documentary. Yeah. There you go. True. Yeah, it was about no beautiful one. skies. And Lion King. And uh yeah. And and miserable. That's that's how he was trying to make it like threads. Yeah. So are you, are you both on the I guess the same page about the controversy? Like it's I don't know. It's Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know much about it. I mean We're at like a point now where j- just everything that comes out and is popular just has like ten controversies. So it's just like hmm. at a certain point I find it hard to <laughs> Like keep track even. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think something I'm trying to work on and I'm getting better at every passing day is caring less and less what people on Twitter think. 
<laughs> and so it's like, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm addressing it, but yeah. at the same time, blocked. Goodbye. Right. Twitter's <laughs> a lot of bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, that's the problem. When you listen to them, like, you can fall into the trap of thinking that Twitter's like the real world. Oh, yeah. When it's like really, it's really not. It even is so remotely. unbelievably non-representative of like what <laughs> yeah, human yeah. beings think. And it's insane that people get tricked into thinking that, like, <laughs> like yeah. remember, yeah, so remember when fucking uh, James Gunn almost got canceled? Like, that wasn't real world yeah. shit. That wasn't a that wasn't a real God, world that was thing. Crazy. That was that was exclusively like a Twitter thing from a bunch of conservatives. Yeah, well, they they that kind of yeah that kind of hurt his career. I think a little yeah bit, momentarily went on to. Yeah, then he made Suicide Squad and made a great movie, and yeah. now he's back to uh, everybody the Suicide for him. Squad. I always mess up. Yeah, and now he's back to making Guardians. But yeah, I guess it does a little bit, but maybe not now. Maybe now it's like different. Yeah, it that's was, like, the crazy a little, thing. There's like a little controversy around um, TJ, or not not TJ Miller. I mean, fuck him. Uh, oh, he, yeah, he's like got the, a fair the Deadpool amount. movie. Yeah, yeah, the Deadpool movie. There was some like, well, they announced like Hugh Jackman was like in it or whatever, and then James Mangold tweeted something like you know the wolverine like spoilers um getting killed in logan and i was like oh fuck you james mangold like (laughs) (laughs) you don't you don't own the character you don't you don't you're not obligated to end wolverine or whatever you're not like the final word of wolverine it's like yeah he said he was making a joke at least but whatever i think there was some truth to it a gif <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, sure. Like, but yeah, people like fucking jumped on it. That's I, so I funny. Was like, Jesus, like, fucking relax. Like, so yeah, it's Twitter. Uh, Forbes, twenty nineteen. Ten uh, percent of Twitter users create eighty percent of tweets. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, that's funny. The rest are just like spam bots. Well, here's the thing: is like you have like a you have a platform where it incentivizes people to take extreme positions not only extreme positions but like the whole like mm. the gotchas and the like putting people up on a pedestal like i'm better than this person i'm quote tweet i already mentioned this but like it's the it's the incentive structure of the platform and then every reasonable person who doesn't get enjoyment out of drama <laughs> and is just trying to have like i don't know <laughs> nuanced conversations that aren't to get attention but to have like i don't know like real perspectives or introspection on an issue they just wind up either uh, you know getting ignored or just not wanting to participate because everybody's so hostile like the people on extremes are hostile not only to the other extremes but to the people in the middle who are just like, oh, I'm, you know, this is a nuanced thing. I'm, you know, I can see both sides of this issue. The people on the extremes try to push those people into the other pockets, the other corners. And it's just like, you're making it so that like, it's, it's a, it's an incredibly uh, inaccurate version of what public perception is. If the majority of people Mm -hmm. If the majority is in a reasonable position, but they're too non-confrontational or just don't want to be dogpiled by extremist assholes that they don't speak, then all you see on the platform is extremist assholes. And it's one of the most toxic places on the entire internet. And I've said this many times before. It's just like, I, I honestly think the world would be better without Twitter. Everybody should delete their Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It is a poison. 
Elon will turn it around, though. <laughs> He'll make it better. Oh, yeah. yeah. If yeah. I didn't have it for uh, marketing and networking, then... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what it's good for. Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. That's the one that kind of settled with that. Following mutuals and being able to DM them, I've gotten a lot. That's how I got the uh, yeah. Charlie Kaufman interview, is I uh, found... Uh, Fuck, what's his name? Dunk no. <laughs> I don't know why. Duke Johnson. I was gonna say Duncan Jones. I knew that wasn't it. I followed Duke oh. Johnson on Twitter and he barely had any followers at the time. Um and I was able to get his attention and DM him. So like Twitter's useful for that, but in terms of like yeah, any kind of conversation. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you need it for like networking and that kind of thing. Because a lot of people mm-hmm. have it and use it. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've I've DM'd a ton of people like that. Yeah, yeah, it's um, useful yeah. for that, especially mm-hmm. now that I'm verified and people pay extra attention to my tweets. Right, you're yeah, official. Don't even get me started on that system. It's so annoying. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, that system's the fucking status broken. Thing, yeah, yeah. Like, why yeah. just telling people impersonating me? That's that's the only th- the only reason that should even be a feature. Have you reapplied it's recently? To be status. No, nah, I just gave up. <laughs> I yeah. just don't even care anymore. <laughs> okay, because they changed the thresholds within the past year or so. So they've made it easier for like YouTube creators to get verified. It would be worth looking uh, into. Oh. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe after this, talk about it. But <laughs> it hasn't done yeah. shit for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, another question? All right. Let's do this one then from Cilantro. What upcoming games are you guys excited about? Anything on the horizon? Pinocchio um, Souls. I got a couple. <laughs> oh yeah, what's that actually called again? I don't that know. Does look wacky. Pinocchio. Pinocchio <laughs> Souls. Yeah, that is basically what it I'm is. I'm exclusively a Pinocchio content creator now. You <laughs> Pinoc- see those Pinocchio's. Disney channels? I'm like, I'm just the Pinocchio yeah. guy now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's Lies of P. That's what it's called. <laughs> Lies of P, yeah. Of pretty, P? pretty weird name, but <laughs> Lies of P is what I'm saying. More like Lies in P. Actually, yeah. Yeah. No, it is Lies of P. That's insane. <laughs> they should have just called <laughs> it Pinocchio. Funny name. Yeah, yeah Lies of Pinocchio would be cool. That's fucking stupid. <laughs> oh, man. We'll just call it Pinocchio. <laughs> that is a funny name. I like that. <laughs> Maybe it's more likely I'll play it now. Um, <laughs> My God, nah. Um, the Callisto Protocol. I'm interested in. What's that? Like the, um, so the director of the original Dead Space. Oh, um, is basically making like a spiritual successor. Um, oh, nice. it's basically just it's basically just Dead Space. It it was like weirdly attached to the PUBG, like universe for a while for like years, but then like recently they've detached it. Because it's just got nothing to do with PUBG, so I don't know why that was even a thing. But yeah, it looks interesting, like the violent um, excess of Dead Space, but in like a new skin. Hopefully that comes together. Um, mm-hmm. Scorn, you heard of this one? It looks like a mm-hmm. um, uh, Geiger-like art as like a game. It looks like crazy. 
um, and like gross and like all, all the items you pick up, you're like a slotting weird pieces of organic matter into each other and looks like it could be cool and crazy. Um, yeah, cool. Those are a couple on my cool. radar. All right. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, I, um, I'm an indie boy. I like to follow like individuals and, I don't really know of any upcoming projects from the individuals I follow. I like Terry Kavanaugh, super hexagon guy. I like Jonathan Blow. Uh, I th- apparently, mm. there's an anniversary version of Braid coming out at some point soon, maybe. So, But then it's like, I don't know. It's weird for me to just be like, oh, yeah, I'm excited for like an anniversary edition of something else. Dead Space is getting mm. a remake, kind of, or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that as well. Remaster, hmm. kind of like the Last of Us thing. Um, they they are doing, I think another. I think they're making Dead Island too. Which well, is kinda, I didn't like the first. I one. thought that was dead. Right, but it's kind of like I'm yeah. shocked it's even coming out at this point. Um, I might That's play been, that. Like, stuck in development hell for like years, right? Yeah. I that trailer. God, when did that come out? It like, felt like a decade ago. Seventeen or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe feel for me. It felt like it was yeah, fucking years ago. I, I can look it up quick. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's coming out now. Oh, the new God of War thing, Ragnarok. Oh yeah, that's yeah. like in a month or so. Yeah, yeah. I'll play that. I like God yeah, of I'll War. Play that. Here's one. Ten Island Two trailer was. This is 2014. That's yeah. fucking nuts. <laughs> and it was one of the most Wait, the trailer misleading came out 2014. trailers of all time. Yeah, that E3. Yeah, that E3 trailer is 2014. Doesn't show the original one or the one for two, sorry. The one for two. Dead Island 2. The, you know, oh. the animated trailer of him on the With a guy running. boardwalk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, was that game just That's like crazy. delayed a billion times? 2014. Yeah. Oh. From 2014, it's been delayed. I forgot it was announced it's back fucking... then. That's so funny. Wow, nearly 10 years. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's fucking eight years ago. That's fucking crazy. That's what I'm like. That's coming out. Did you now? hear that uh, the record for most delayed game of all time has been broken recently with uh, uh, Beyond Good and Evil, the sequel? Yeah, it just beat Duke Nukem. Oh yeah, yeah, the Ubisoft thing. Oh, I'd forgotten about that. Right, Duke Nukem yeah. was the other one. It took like fucking twelve, 12 years. Really? It's like boyhood. <laughs> <laughs> that game came out. Yeah, that game came out like shit. Duke Nukem. That's like an infamous one. Uh, yeah, Beyond Good and Evil. Huh. I remember that trailer from years ago. I'm not like a big video game person, so I don't keep up with it. These like the games coming out. Yeah, as much. if it's I'm like still, good, I'll get like, it. But. I only play games one day a week for my Sunday stream, and so I'm still catching up on all these old titles. Uh, there's like plenty of games that I'm just going mm. through in my catalog of things I want to eventually get through. So. Uh, I have yet to do. Yeah. What was the new Souls game called? Elden Ring. Pinocchio. Elden Pinocchio. Ring? Yeah. Lies of P. Yeah. I've yet to do Elden Ring. Uh, I will be beating Sekiro this Sunday, I think. So, and then I think I'll be doing doing the Demon Souls oh, remake yeah. and then Elden Ring. So there will be a new uh, there will be a new Souls game before yeah. I'm done Elden Ring Damn. probably. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, probably. Um, I heard some interesting things about the 
the kind of Hogwarts game or it's like a Harry Potter game. A Hogwarts kinda, Legacy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not like a big Harry Potter fan. And again, there's going to be people like, I'm not going to support J.K. Rowling because whatever. It's like, okay. It's, it's like my logic with The Lion King. Like it's going to make tons of money whether or not you buy it. Like it's such a big property. Like with Disney too. Like the movie's going to make a billion dollars whether or not you give your money yeah. to it. <laughs> like this, there's no point. Those, um, yeah. Discourse games. But it's all on Twitter, though, isn't it? So. Yeah, exactly. I've seen, yeah, exactly. Twitter things like I'm not gonna buy it because I don't want to support J.K. Rowling. I'm like, all right, if it's a good game, I'll I'll pick it up. But we'll see. It's not like it's gonna make much of a difference. It'll make plenty of money either way because it's Harry Potter. Anything connected to that makes money. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. I guess we could do one more quick question, and then that should be fine. Yeah. Okay, let's uh, end on this this quick one from Jersey Shore underscore Elf. Do you guys take issue with people listening to an episode without watching the recommended movie? I do this occasionally, but have a few episodes I'm saving till they see the movie. Also, thanks for a s- small spoiler-free section before the discussion. Gives me an idea if I should watch it first or not. Uh, no, I don't give a shit. <sighs> yeah, do whatever you want. Yeah, usually if it's like an incredible movie that uh, I think is like necessary to experience without hearing anything about it. I'll usually say that. (laughs) Uh, Mm. Yeah. If it's, if it's like that important, I'll usually give a pretty stern warning. Um, Otherwise most films, I feel like the experience of watching it, I don't know all my favorite movies like the, you could explain every single thing that happens in the Holy Mountain. It still would not give you the experience of watching it. It, mm-hmm. it still wouldn't like dampen it whatsoever. So there's certain movies that are like kind of impervious to that, I guess. Um, depends on if there's a twist, I guess, or you know, if there's like a yeah. And some people they just don't care about spoilers, which is fair enough. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you don't have to care about it. Mm-hmm. I don't really care much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, doesn't matter too much and uh, you are free to listen to this podcast in whatever way you want you can listen to it upside down backwards on an airplane upside (laughs) down in space in space upside down on mute (laughs) yeah (laughs) just play it and (laughs) your phone yeah just go ahead on loop just sleepify that shit (laughs) <laughs> uh yeah do whatever you want we're not your dads we're your daddies mm-hmm. big difference Fathers. <laughs> <laughs> okay i guess that was it yeah 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 cool all right i guess there's I, a recommendation I from know. ralph <laughs> yeah i have a film recommendation um, in time for Halloween, oh boy. so we keep it nice and spooky, spooky movie. <laughs> uh, well, this isn't really spooky. I think it's kind of horror, though. I and I know it's a movie you guys like, so it'll make for a good conversation. I'll recommend a movie uh, from the year two thousand called American Psycho. Nice. And oh, cool. Be cool, sure cool, cool. to check this out. Yeah, cool. it's a good movie. If you haven't seen it, you definitely should. Yeah, and uh, no. yeah, I I've been meaning it. to watch my 4K <laughs> copy. Thank you. Oh yeah, there's a 4K. I'll yeah. have to pick that up then. 
Yeah. Yeah. Came out awesome. 2000. It's been a while. I'm yeah. Excited to watch it again. This will be, yeah, it yeah. has been a while, and this will be a fun, meaty discussion. Yeah, meaty. Meaty. Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah. <laughs> this is lots lots of, of meat. Lots of blood. <laughs> yeah, lots of meat. Juicy. Um, and it sh- this episode should be out, like, I think either right around Halloween or on Halloween. Oh, nice. Which is cool. True, actually. So, yeah. It's be awesome, perfect. Yeah. yeah. I think it's exactly Might on get Halloween. On Halloween. Yeah, so. If we're on yeah. time, <laughs> if we don't fuck sure, something up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Yeah, some things up in the air. Uh, okay, so that's it. Cool. Thanks for listening. All right, thank you <laughs> very much. Uh, if you don't want to be spoiled for American Psycho, uh, Year Two Thousand, directed by Mary Heron, starring Christian Bale, uh, watch it before the next episode comes out. These episodes come out every two weeks, but you can listen to them early. If you go to sardonicast.com, sign up for premium. Also, patreon.com slash sardonicast. It's only $2 a month. What are you doing? That's like, that's like, no, that's like a billion coffees. It's like, (laughs) you could, you could just give us that money and not even feel it unless you're suffering economically. In that case, (laughs) don't do it. Take care of yourself. Uh, We got merch also. Christmas is coming up. Plan ahead. Be responsible. Don't let down yeah. your yeah. younger sibling. Get them the merch. Get them a sard shirt. They will yeah. cry if you don't. Get a shirt for your dog. Dog shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Cat uh, shirts. Yeah. Got shirts for all your pets. We got a Sardonicast highlights channel. And also, send us some fan art. They'll appear at the beginning of the uh, YouTube uploads. Uh, send us your fan arts. Uh, Twitter hashtag, hashtag SardonicastFanArt. Also, the subreddit. We'll see it there. Thank you for listening. Happy Puss in Boots. And uh, happy Donkey. Donkey Odie. Yeah. Bye. Happy Lies of P. Bye. Happy Fiona. Bye. <laughs>